this is Network Zero Frequency Shift number six, and we are back after a very, very, very long hiatus uh, due to various reasons, people being busy, people having things to sort out, uh, but we're back finally. Um, this is kind of a soft reboot back into uh, this side, uh, this spin-off podcast, so um, you'll have noticed that all these episodes, uh, all, all future episodes and previous episodes are now hosted on the uh, Darker Days Radio um, Podbean, uh, which just means you can find us all in the uh, same same space. Um, makes life a lot easier. And the reason we're back, we're back we're in a timely manner, is because last month, we uh, I think it was last month or a month ago or so, uh, we did a interview with... Adam Poots, creator and creative, creative director, and just general head honcho of the uh, the the how can we put it the renowned board game miniatures board game Kingdom Death. And so I am joined by one of my co-hosts, James. Hey there! It's always nice to be back. And I'm of course one of your regular hosts of Dark Days Radio, and your regular host for this show of Network Zero. Uh, it's Chris, and we are, of course, talking about the Kingdom Death Monster 1.5 update, because we finally got through our update box, didn't we, James? Yeah, oh my goodness, that is is a hefty amount of stuff to do. Oh yes. So, in the show notes, it's a link to... Uh, to the blog post where I took photos as a kind of an unboxing of the 1.5 update box. So what that means is that if people, or if you are considering buying the game, uh, you will get everything that we got in our 1.5 update box uh, already in that box. All be all be there, the, all the new cards, all the replacement cards, all the new miniatures, and the uh, new rule book. Whereas for those of us who are got our game through the previous Kickstarter and before the new Kickstarter, we um, we we pledged uh, for the update box, which is a small box, uh, again, completely jet black, that has all the brand new cards and replacement cards and rule book and card count. So where do we start, James? What should we talk about? What's in that box? Um, well, there's, there's so much stuff in the box. I think it, um, probably one of the best places to start is if you are going to manually be doing an update at home, if you've got your version 1 and you're going to be updating to version 1.5, there is actually a list of which cards you've got and what needs to be replaced, what needs to be taken out, um, what needs to be added. And that was a really important starting place to go. You don't want to just really go into it blind because some of the cards you replace with cards that have the same name. Some of them you're adding things, some of them you're taking stuff out in case of the Horus Ring. So uh, I think that's on, is that actually on the Kingdom Death site? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. yes, that is, that's an important guide. Uh, take your time with it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, time consuming let's be honest but it does uh but once it's done it, the game is kind of installed with its patch um so yeah in the box um you get all those brand new cards uh so you get the brand new the brand new cards are um the cards for the hit location and ai deck of the gold smoke knight who is the new final final boss because uh, and that's the miniature that one of the miniatures you get in the box, and he is fantastic to put together and paint. Uh, and again, if you're on the blog, there'll be pictures of my entire process of painting him. And then uh, let's see what else is there in the box. You get two new survivor miniatures. One which is a old man survivor with a club, and clubs are are updated uh, within the 1.5 update. And there's also the young survivor. Um, which is a nice miniature as well. So uh, I think that that's the miniature side. What do we get? Uh, counters. We get some brand new counters, don't we? Yeah, we get um, we get the neat endeavor count or the endeavor tokens. Um, yes. So you know those useful. You get quite a lot of them. Like I think a stack of ten, uh, which is handy. You've got a new priority target survivor status, just to remind you what is going on there and then you use the existing token to put under your mini so that you can see it on the board easier 
Um, we get a card pop out for the settlement phase, just to remind us which steps to go through. We also get some reroll tokens because, um, well, you need those for the update to, uh, which one is it, Survive of the Fittest? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you have those tokens just to remind you that you have that celebration. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, like, there's, yeah, all the new characters are really useful. Um, there's also a little card template thingy to represent, um, how the priority target works. Um, I think people are unclear on, on the usage of that or what we should be doing with that little blue round token. Uh, and also, um, as well as the new rule book, which is hardback and has black edged pages and black page markers, black ribbon page markers, and we'll talk about the book in a bit more detail in a moment. Um, there's also a replacement uh, hunt track. Oh yeah, that is that is nice as well. Yes. Um, with the settlement board on the back of it as well. Um, yes. And we also have a card template, which is a cut down version of the settlement tracker. So you um, you have it as a as a guide. Because I think one of the things that's quite clear is that once you start playing the game enough, it's quite um, you don't really the whole settlement tracker when you lay out the big one isn't quite as space efficient as you would want it to be. It's quite useful to begin with when you're teaching the game or showing people how to play the game. But I, at, towards the end of any of my campaigns, um, I just generally never used it. I just had the cards, you know, sat out in front of me. I knew what they were. Um, yeah. I just need the tracker to know which order. Sometimes remind myself, oh, I do this, then that. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a nice space where um, the size of it, I think if you had just like a little indicator for where you are, you could almost use that for your phase phases. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's, I think that's all the cards and counters bits. Oh, and there's also a, a brand new uh, um, clear red die, which is the, is it the death, destiny die or death, the death, yeah. death die, uh, which is... Um, important for the end game uh part of the part of the campaign where once your survivors have gone past the lantern horde and uh no longer have that in their settlement and you know they're they're having to survive truly on their own on their own cool okay um i guess the the first bit then is let's dive into things that have been changed then uh where do you want to start james um Oh, where's a good place to start? Well, I guess the, um, I mean, one of the things is a big change that we knew was coming for a while, which was the saviors. Um, okay. Because they've, uh, when we were talking to Adam in the interview, he mentioned how it came as a bit of a surprise how much people stockpiled their saviors, whereas yes. now they're a little bit harder to use like that. Um, they gain like a special ability, spend years to do more powerful attacks. There we go. And each of these actually now has a like a fighting art card as well. Yes. So there's now Carto uh, Karatosis, Dominatus, and uh, Lucerne. One which is for automatic hits, one which is armor to each location, one for luck. But then you have the extra. Oh, wait, now am I thinking that is... Sorry, pardon me. Um, I think that is the... Sorry? Yeah, because you still get your um, you still get your bonuses for your affinities of the right color, and then the special attack is the one that can really kind of uh, blow yourself up to do something special. Do something. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So the the change is really that survivors still age quicker, um, in that they gain an extra hunt XP at the end of a fight rather than an extra what was it four? Yeah, um, I think, or they got an extra three. Yeah. And instead now, um, they'll age quicker when they activate the, um, their, their special ability. Uh, and the special ability is quite, it's quite impressive in some respects. Um, like the blue savior already has plus one luck. And so before making a wound attempt, their ability means that you get uh, plus X luck. And that's how much extra hunt XP they acquire. Yeah, that's that's really significant. Like getting that extra, that extra luck, because you could really do some. Depending on what monster you're up against, the hit location you've drawn, that's that's some serious uh, 
serious chances on on getting a critical hit. Well, you know, a critical hit being pulled off. Um, so it is capped by the amount of affinities of that color you've got. So you've got even more reason why you want to push them towards being. So your blue survivor, you want your blue savior, you want to be as blue as you can get. But it also means you can't and just be. I want plus ten to luck, please. And then yeah. just on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you've, you, it's it's fairly well balanced, I think, with that now, then. Um, what do the fighting arts do then, James? Oh, um, which ones did we get updated? Um, so the Beast of... Um, I'm talking about the ones for the um, the saviors. So the Beast oh, of Karatosis. So Karatosis, um, before making an attack roll, you may declare Karatosis X in a loving voice. If you do, that attack gains X automatic hits. And that X cannot be in your total red affinities. And then when the so, attack ends, you gain X hunt XP. Yeah. And then what's the the beast of Karatosis uh, secret fighting art? Because there's these new secret oh, fighting arts. Right. Give me a moment. I'm just gonna have to. Uh, I'm just gonna have to dig around in the box a little. So as James said, as he's looking for that, the the green savior with its dormen uh, dormenatus uh, ability is again similar to the red one and the blue one we'll be talking about, but. In that case, you gain extra uh, extra armor, and you do this when you suffer damage. So it's it's essentially you know uh, an extra shield ability in some respects because you just trigger it when you want uh, in a fight, which again um, means you can make a quite serious tank of a character uh, to face down whichever monster, and they can absorb they can. They could quite easily then absorb uh, a significant amount of damage from a trap. Here we go. I've got the uh, I've got all of the fighting arts now. Um, okay. So beast of keratosis. You may concentrate, and if you do, perform beast of keratosis at the start of your next act. Beast of keratosis. You reach into the dream and disappear in a shimmer of heat. Place your survivor adjacent to the monster. Activate a weapon in your grid and attack the monster. For this attack, your attack speed is equal to your red affinities, and you hit automatically. And you gain strength equal to double your red affinities. Wow. Gain six hunt XP. Okay, so that's pretty pretty amazing, but yeah. it does cost a lot. Okay. And you only get that when you hit um tr when you trigger age two. So that is pretty much going to kill your survivor. Or that's gonna phase you out of existence at that point, because age two is four four hunt XP, right? Uh yes. Yeah. So then you've got uh uh, Lucerne's Lantern, which is the... Oh no, we should do green action, we? So, uh, Lucerne's Lantern. Uh, Grace of Dominatus is reach into the dream and remove a twisting green crown. The crown explodes and the Queen of Shards coat the survivors. All your survivors gain armor equal to your affinities. They may remove up to the same number of tokens, then gain six hunt XP. If you still exist, in the priority target token. Yeah, so so um yeah, a the age milestone is age is um is that this is referring to age two is six hunt XP. So looking at the XP uh tracker, you could feasibly pull off pull off those abilities maybe twice with your savior. Like in you know, you'll have maybe one or two opportunities to do it, but that will be it. Um yeah. And maybe all your existing attacks or abilities also add a genuine. Yeah, 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 exactly. And what so does the blue the, one do? The blue one. Um, you reach into the dream and exercise a scream or excise a screaming skull. Darker than darkness, it hurtles at the monster. So you reveal hit locations equal to half your blue affinities rounded down, one at a time. Wow. The monster suffers a critical wound at any locations with critical wound effects. Oh, whoa! All the effects of traps. Then wow. your hit location deck gain six hunt XP. I actually really love that because criti critical wounds as well. If you're some, if you're fighting something with a lot of uh, breakable parts, that could mm. be, be delicious. Um, Absolutely useless against the butcher. Well, he's now. Thanks to the uh, the card updates, he does have one critical location. Yeah, but he only has one. It's completely useless against the butcher. Yeah, but, yeah. Against regular monsters, that's really that's really decent. Um, wow, awesome. Um, the only thing I can really suggest then with using these saviors is don't be afraid. Uh, possibly, don't be afraid about taking them in, in a hunt against uh, 
you know, when they're high XP, maybe uh, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Maybe you should take him on a hunt for a Phoenix because there is one of the hunt events which de-ages survivors. So maybe that's an option. Yeah, I I get a feeling that you probably you probably don't need to. I mean, holding on to them, you can just want to blitz them out there and get a whole bunch of resources. Um, yeah, I mean and the the blue as well. Being able to get all those crits. If there's anything anything particular that you're after from a monster, because you quite often get stuff on breaks, you could do some really cheeky stuff there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it. Each of these saviors as well makes it completely viable with those abilities. You know, really, it's completely viable then to get the most out of them. You're going to have to go for, uh, um, you, get, you know, you should really be going for like level three monsters and completely annihilating them. Yeah, but going out in a blaze of glory as well, like you literally do an attack so powerful you cease to exist. Like that's, yeah. That I feel, yeah, that works. That works with the, the fantasy. Mm. Well, I'm excited to roll some of those up. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, let's move on then. Um, so that's saviors. Saviors are something completely, I, I think, uh, significantly changed for the better of the game and, and fit um, fit the, the thematics of the game much better. Uh, so the other things that have re- been reworked are some of the cultural innovations. Uh, we've already spoken about survival of the fittest. Uh in terms that there are no counters for it, because survival of the fittest, uh, again, it's still the same thing where you roll two dice on the intimacy table and you take the lowest. Uh, but uh, any survivor that is born uh, gains a once-in-a-lifetime re-roll uh, for any dice action that they're involved with. They can have that re-roll uh, used. So I think that's, that's again quite useful uh and is a good offset uh for using survival of the fittest uh i think also survival of the fittest and what you'll find now as we talk about each of these innovations is when you go on the the hunt table if you look at the hunt table the d100 table of of madness uh the the thing that's interesting is how many um is how many of the innovations now influence the hunt events. So survival of the fittest I've read, I was reading around, does have an influence on a particular hunt event. So it there is a benefit to taking it uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think, and like a one-off reroll, that's quite a lot of, uh, depending on where you use that. I mean, you could use it for something frivolous, like I missed this attack and I wanted to hit. But you could also use that, like, any time you say you know, you're on the hunt board and there's one of those results that is, you're going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, just any extra chance to avoid a certain death for a slightly uncertain death or mere dismemberment is uh, is quite a big... The cooking innovation uh, has been updated, so it now generates an endeavour, which is really good. Uh, and it still leads you to do... You can do the cooking uh, story event and make interesting things if you've got the ingredient uh but also it's got the the um you can trigger it and use that endeavor and uh you can use an endeavor and it can um and it can stave off uh starvation so if a hunt does mess up and your hunters are don't you know don't get to the showdown you've got potentially a way of uh not being so negatively uh affected by starvation uh sacrifice has been also updated um in an interesting way fact that it can remove disorders um and it can even let retired survivors depart on a hunt so again that's quite a useful late game uh innovation to get hold of uh james what does records do so I was a little what records did because you get to create volumes about monsters. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure initially what these volumes were useful for, but there is a uh, one of the fighting or the secret fighting arts is Scholar of Death. You gain reroll tokens equal to the number of volumes about quarry. Wow, okay. Yeah. So if you've got the. Um, the books that you write are about which level monster you fought. So if you fought a level, a level two, level two. But yeah, if you fought three levels of white lions, you get three reroll tokens for each fight. Excellent. So that's is, um, kind of rad. 
that's pretty cool. So again, it's um, there's a lot more, a lot more of these things again seem to be setting you up to want to take on higher level monsters rather than just always farming the lower level ones. Um, yeah. Good. Uh, sculpture is also an interesting one. Oh yeah, sculpture. Um, and now store a fighting art for tr to teach to all of your um, all your little mooks. Yeah, that that's just that's just awesome. I think because uh, certain fighting arts are incredibly useful. So being able to have that, you know, taught to all members of a settlement uh, is that's just so so useful. How that interacts with um, how that will interact with the Dragon King campaign will be interesting. Yeah, because you then again the Dragon King you want to make sure you hit age of constellations, don't you? Yeah, but it it's some some fighting arts are I guess some of the constellations are harder to hit than others, I felt. So so being able to store uh well actually maybe because it's it's only fighting arts, it's not secret fighting arts. That's why I was I'm getting confused there. So it's okay, it's fine. Um but yeah, it's still still incredibly useful. Um Heart Flute and Forbidden Dance are now being updated because they interact with a new uh fighting art or strategy, sorry, called Synchronized Strike. Um what do we know about that then, James? Oh, um sorry, they're in my uh in the box. So while James looks for that one, the other uh brand new uh innovation. Is destiny, and this uh, this opens up a brand new survival action called endure, and endure means spend seven survival or seven minus your luck. So if you've got luck five, you would only have to spend two survival, and the it basically means you get to ignore a severe injury. So again, that is uh, a really important late game uh, innovation uh, because you're more than likely going to have quite a lot of survival. Uh, to uh, survival points to spend, and hopefully you'll have survivors that have learnt luck. Okay, so I found uh, I found Forbidden Dance out. Yeah. Um, so Forbidden Dance augments uh, Synchronized Strike by letting you re-roll missed attacks once. Mm -hmm. And Heart Flute uh, augments it. When a survivor uses Synchronized Strike Fighting Art, their assist may spend one survival to change any monster reaction to a reaction failure for any wound attempts are made once mm, per turn. Cool. So yeah, it just gives it just kind of makes it uh, more you leave the secret fighting art for synchronized strike for monster attack assist attack one strength one accuracy. Uh, I thought it gave you speed as well, it doesn't? Because um, if you were getting lots and lots of speed, you'd want to be able to change more things to reaction failures. But still, that's quite useful. Hmm. Cool. Okay, so that's I think that's everything with the innovations. Um, so let's talk about uh, the update to clubs. So clubs is has a weapon mastery because it's a weapon type, and there's some uh, important things here. The main thing is is that if you have um, the club, uh, it's kind of this this um this makes having clubs as an early as an early game like weapon uh really damn useful so the actual bone the actual bone crafted location makes clubs and it's a two-handed heavy weapon and it doesn't have frail uh sorry yeah it doesn't have fragile so it doesn't break against super dense locations and it's quite powerful i think what was it strength bonus of five something like something in that range um, it be yeah, five strength yeah and the, the 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 crazier thing then is when you combine that with the weapon proficiency for clubs uh because i think if you gain the weapon mass is it the weapon mastery or the weapon proficient or the basic weapon so proficiency the basic proficiency gives you when attacking with a club a perfect hit double your wound attempt total on the first selected hit location, which yeah. is pretty um, But when, as a master, you attack, uh, if your successful wound attempt is uh, greater than or equal to twice the monster's toughness, inflict an additional wound. And yeah, with that heavy club early on, that's, uh, that's pretty solid. Yes, that is really solid. So again, it's, it's, uh, it's a great early weapon to be using. 
and it's it's a it's, it's just nice that you've got in the early game a weapon that means if you if you make it you can go out and, and feel confident that you can deal wounds to high toughness creatures uh which again is i think again it's another example of please go out and hunt higher level monsters and take the risk yeah. combined with the lantern armor bonuses um clubs are scary because if you combine it with um if you combine it with lantern armor clubs if you've got lantern armor full a full set clubs start doing sharp damage so it's it's horrific the club that that is actually yeah that is really scary like i'm i'm quite looking forward to maybe trying out some different strategies playing yeah. through now um yeah and so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a little thing which is more kind of story focused or like flavor focused for the, the the bone. But I know we had a we had a guy in our settlement who decided that he wanted to use guys with big swords, like the big two-handed Zambato. And every single fight he would go and break his Zambato every single time. So it's nice to have a weapon that gives someone that kind of two-handed, like oversized very monster hunter style um power fantasy for it i guess like the you know, you're going out and you're hunting big monsters with big weapons without it being an absolute drain to your resources making yeah. you every single time um, uh yeah and talking about things that are, are fragile or frail and break against um super dense locations that um sickles and pickaxes are no longer frail uh they've been overhauled i think it was just because of that, it, people felt that it was a risk taking them uh, yeah. and and use them as a as a weapon if they needed to. So they've been overhauled. Uh, fighting arts that have been ch the other fighting arts have been changed. So rhythm chaser uh, gives you evasion, gives bonus evasion on arrival, um, and is not lost. If you are knocked down, if the survivor has some sort of musical instrument on them, so again, it's just a bit more useful, uh, a bit easier to keep, and also the fighting art called Leader now influences hunt events. Oh yeah. So again, this is a thing that that is common because people, I think the the argument that a lot of people had was the the hunt table was rather random and arbitrary in how people could die and people got a bit pissed off with that maybe um which is fine i think there's a, a, a i think there is a good argument there that maybe the hunt table was too a bit too swingy like you could lose the entire party and things like that but okay, we lost a whole party at one point just like we happened to go past a tree and everyone was insane so everyone ate stuff until they died yeah, and it was like, well, okay, sure, you know, I, I can kind of see that, but yeah, you know, there wasn't very much that it felt like it could do to to mitigate it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so leader, you know, you'll see that, you know, again, whether it's fighting arts, whether it's innovations, uh, whether it's secret fighting arts, uh, any of these things, and also weapon types that people are carrying, they all have a influence on the hunt table so the, again it's, it's always kind of also, also promoting people to to um have a diverse hunting party yeah. and to you know actually like get the innovations and, and so forth for their their settlement and progress in a in a balanced maybe in a balanced manner uh we'll see you know hopefully I think that's really what's happened. It's because I I had a read through the um through the whole hunt table, and I was quite impressed to see you know like whips whips actually end up being quite a useful tool, and for items to actually have a a use beyond necessarily what you're doing in the fight is quite interesting. Like there's a, things where noisy gear is good, and then there's other things where noisy gear is bad, and so it means. You know, you're you're having to weigh up. Do I think it will be useful for these things or less useful for these things? And disorders, fighting arts, everything is just uh, yeah. It feels really neat. And there's uh, well, I suppose we've start, I've started talking about the hunt table at this point. But there's some really nice kind of story changes to some of the events that are in. Hmm. Uh, let's finish off going through all the all all of the cards, I think, and then we'll get to the hunt yeah. table. So. Um, we we've also got a new brand new card for the monsters called Indomitable. Um, so this is basically a trait 
for most of the monsters if they're level three. Yeah. And basically means uh basically means they can't be knocked down. Um or they or they get back up automatically, things like that from being knocked down. Uh it just makes them it makes the fights against, you know, against monsters a lot harder because maybe your tactics at a certain level re- you know relies on knocking them down and taking advantage of getting those easy hits on them. So that kind of balances out the higher level for the higher level monsters to make them a bit more of a challenge. Uh then we've got some reworks for the armor kits. As I said, Lantern Armor now gives clubs sharp and it it when you arrive at a fight it tops out your survival. So, oh, nice. If you've lost it through more than likely, potentially through like overwhelming darkness and hunt events, when you finally get to the fight, your survival is maxed out for you. So, again, it's promoting you to try and achieve the highest level of of um, armor and weaponry within the game. Because yeah, that's a that's a sweet. It's a really really nice one. Like lantern armor felt really difficult to get hold of. I I personally felt it, it was quite hard to get hold of. But now, along with other things, it's like yeah, I'm gonna have to hunt bigger monsters and do so more frequently and get the iron out of them. Or or you know, I need to make pick and pickaxes aren't gonna break as easily, so I can take those. It'll yeah. be it'll be great. I think one of the one of the models in what's it the gambler's chest is a, a gatherer who's got like a, a pickaxe and a sickle or something. And I can imagine I can imagine there's going to be a lot more survivors now in an early stage of the game going out with pick, pickaxes and sickles, uh, just grabbing as much stuff as they can, yeah, which I don't yeah. think is a bad thing. Having some more resources to use. So what's the uh, what's the other thing uh, that's changed in the armor sets? We've got the screaming fur armor, but we've known about this for a while. Yeah, so uh, screaming fur now with the uh, the slam, you get a bonus strength for using spears. Uh, yes, um, I mean it. It puts a bit more emphasis on the charging as well. Um, you can spend an action to move one space and activate a melee weapon with two plus strength. If you wound with a spear as well, apply that wound roll result to the next selected hit location this attack that's totally awesome yeah so it's actually quite quite vicious quite a good yeah and i think it was a i think it's a lot better than the previous version i think old the old version of slam was a bit boring um well you still get the slam from the um from the actual piece of armor itself but then you get that extra bonus on top of, of slam yeah which is just rad very good Okay, um, so uh, the I think that's all the cards to do with the settlements and innovations and weapons. Uh, other than oh, of course, you know there is now some brand new content in with regard to weapons and having a look at them. And we're not going to go into it too too much because this is all brand new content that we, both myself and James have yet to uh, experience because it's we're just starting brand new campaigns. Um, so we've got now oxidized uh, gear, uh, which is like oxidized lantern sword, oxidized lantern helmet, oxidized beacon shield, and oxidized lantern daggers, and oxidized lantern... There's the ring whip that's um, an oxidized version. Ring whip, yeah. Uh, is um, there an oxidized glaive? There's the glaive as well. Um, did you mention the sword? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And essentially, the cha- the what oxidized means for these weapons. If you already had them, they can be oxidized and treated and improved upon, which improves their generally improves their strength bonus uh, quite significantly. And in the case of things like the lantern sword and the beacon shield, uh, they gain deflect. So deflect is kind of like block, but better. Um, and think that's the major changes there. Do they lose early iron? Is is that a thing? Um, um, where they used to occasionally beaker when you. Oh, possibly. But I think that was for other iron weapons. Like uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe they do lose that. Yeah. Uh, what location? Are they? 
the blacksmith is the old ones is the the original version so yeah the original ones have early iron which is when an attack roll result is one cancel any hits and end the attack yeah so they basically just don't have that anymore which uh, which makes them really good for like getting to that stage for late game and then being kind of stuck with a load of weapons that are occasionally just going to whiff you know, mm. it's nice to have uh nice to have other options uh the other thing we've got is uh the final lanterns um so it's all to do with the story of once the lantern horde is uh is is gone uh you go out into the wilderness uh, to survive and the only thing you've got then are lanterns you take with you and on top of that there is this particular final lantern uh which has some uh, special rules uh, associated with it so we'll not delve into that uh too much but it's this it's basically it's pretty good stuff for the late game um again i think you're looking at like the lantern dagger's got something like strength four or five um the lantern swords also improving strength quite significantly so all round it's it's pretty decent yeah, I mean it's uh, it's good stuff. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on on some of those. Um, there's a number of other uh, some changes to little bits of the gear. Otherwise, there's I mean you've mentioned the pickaxes and the sickles, but things like the, the arrow from the Kateri, a claw oh, yeah. arrow, now has an affinity bonus on it, hmm. uh, or it has half an affinity. It's got a left-facing blue affinity. <gasps> So I'm sure I'm sure there's someone out there who's been desperate for a blue affinity socket to connect to, and now now you've got one. So I'd oh, they also <laughs> updated um they also updated the bow, didn't they? Yep, the bow um the bow has aim is is aim new? Yes. Yeah. Um, where you can sacrifice some speed to gain additional accuracy. Um, so you want uh, or reduce the speed and the, the Horus ring. Oh no, it's not the Horus ring. It's that that. Hours ring, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the ring from the Phoenix. You take three copies out of the box and you put one of the new ring into the box. Mm. Um, so yeah, the new ring um, it behaves differently as well, but it's also interesting that you're actually reducing of some things that you've got because the hours ring allowed you to take um, retired survivors out onto yeah. a hunt. So only having one again makes the game slightly harder for you um, and it, it doesn't the thing it does now is quite different um during the aftermath if you died or ceased to exist you may archive the hours ring and reset the campaign to the previous settlements or uh, to the previous settlements phase hmm. to, uh, to the previous settlement phases develop step before you departed there huh. we go that's that's your official do-over. If um, if you have a a party that you're sending, it. I mean, that actually could be something else to encourage people to go and fight more higher-level monsters. You might think, sure, right? Let, I think we can take a level three, a level three lion. Let's send my guy, my strongest peeps off with the best weapons and things, and see how it goes. And if the lion just absolutely gribbles them horrendously, then you go, okay, okay, let's. Let's not do this. Yeah, do or or it's kind of useful even if you if you're at the stage potentially of even going for legendary monsters. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Having that do over is quite cool, and it's thematically in keeping with the phoenix. So um, I suppose as well now that there's now that there's more reason to have you're you're not in danger. You don't get to a point in the campaign where you have some tough survivors. You don't want to send out on fights because you need to have like banked tough survivors to deal with things like nemesis encounters or um, or the big bosses that show up. You can actually send them out and be okay, right? You know, get me the useful resources. Keep developing the settlement. Ooh. Interesting, cool. Um, so yeah, that is that's all the that's all the items uh, and all the innovations and uh, fighting arts. So the updates to the, to the monsters themselves in the core game. Uh, the lion has a minor update. Yeah. Which is essentially to stop the infinite understanding loop, um, which is that lost hand only gives the bonus understanding once per lifetime to a survivor. When So if you've done... 
So if you've if you've critically wounded the lost hand and then it uh, does it some whatever uh, AI card that that is influenced by the lost hand wound, then you only get that bonus understanding once per lifetime. So and it's quite that's fine. It's quite easy yeah. to get to because there's there's three attacks that use the lost hand or three attacks that trigger lost hand. So you could quite easily get to a point where your deck is just all of these claws attacks, and then you'd get infinite understanding from it for your characters, which would be kind of kind of terrifying early on, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the Screaming Antelope, though, has uh, had some updates, hasn't it, Jake? Yeah, yeah. I was having a, uh, having a look through these this morning. Um, so one of them is uh, Diabolical was uh, the antelope would move in the direction of anyone who happened to be in the cardinal directions of it. Um, and it's a trait, I think, when it's at level two or three. But mm-hmm. it did say that it moved toward the survivors. Now it states explicitly through the survivors, if you can, which means that you get to trample them as well. Um, so it means that it's more deadly and more of a pain in the ass. You can't lawyer your way out. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, palate is, or when you were attacking, that was where the antelope would clamp down on your arm. Now there is a rule on it that if you are not adjacent to the monster, you don't get bitten. So you don't get bitten like four squares away when you shoot it with a bow. Yeah, I always house rule that. That was because that was stupid. That it would um it would do a bite action if you were not next to it or using a ranged weapon. Exactly. Um, Grazing field is a really tiny one to the hunt event or to one of the hunt events that gets updated, and it just changes sickle or it changes specifically bone sickle to mention sickle and it also mentions fresh acanthus rather than fresh herbs so that's just updating things and also making sure it's more open for expansions if any introduce sickles uh, or more sickle um restless tiny hands which was a uh hit location um sorry, uh, they knock they used to knock your weapon away and you had to spend an action to regain your weapon now it stops you doing any attacks until you spend that action um, right the okay. last one is the one that I'm pretty excited about, which is Dead Antelope. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one that you've talked about, which has kind of gained infamy in my mind, where you end up getting, you find the antelope that you've been tracking, and it's dead, and it's been killed by a lion the next level up. You can get into a scrap with a lion tougher than expecting bite. And this one now states explicitly you can choose to investigate it, or you can continue the hunt. Okay, good. So if you want to ignore the... Uh, the dead antelope that you found, you just roll another hunt event. It means you don't okay. have to this fight super tough lions. Yeah, because I think the problem was that you would play, even if you went in on a, an early early lantern year antelope fight, and a level two lion or a level three lion, depending on what you're doing, yeah. turns up. That's, you know, that's, um, that's something that you, by not being prepared for it, is a real big problem. But as as I've said, it's also at the same time the hunt event remains. Uh, it remains what you want it to be, which is where you can, if you choose to, you hunt the antelope to make it easier to hunt actually the the higher up lion. So mm. you're hoping you get this hunt event because you want the higher level lion without having to go through all the hunt events to get to the lion. Uh, so yeah, then it's it's a perfectly fine choice. I think it's also quite quite interesting because i know i know my my campaign that i ran um after we stumbled across a dead antelope and ended up fighting a higher level lion people were nervous about hunting any antelopes because could get a lion turn up yeah so it's just more more encouragement to fight a varied selection of things fight lions if you fight antelopes go and fight some phoenixes really just get get out there all the things yeah yeah uh, okay, so let's uh, move on to the, the... The Phoenix has had no changes, uh, but the Kingsman has. Yeah. So the, the first easy one is the Coupe de Gras uh, card. The artwork was rotated wrong on the, on, the, on the card, so they've turned it round. So it's a very minor uh, card change. It's, it's, super, it's a superficial card change, it's fine. Uh, but Silent Hymn is updated. Yeah, so Silent Hymn now has action breaks between each of the sections of the card. So those are useful in it because they give an opportunity to react as a... Or they give your your survivors opportunity to react. 
Okay. So you, you do this section first, complete that, and you get a break. You do this section, then there's a break, the last section. Um, Rules-wise, it's the same, but it just gives you a little bit more uh, agency when it's happening. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, having having a, a reaction, being able to react to the, the Kingsman is a good thing. Because, I mean, it can be quite a tough fight if you're not used to him or you're not prepared for him. Uh yeah, okay. Uh, the Butcher, though, has had some significant overhauls in places. Uh, the first one we already knew about, which was Furious Scrag, which now has a critical hit location. Uh, the Invincible ability for the Butcher means he now negates wounds on an 8-plus rather than a 6-plus. <laughs> so, in, uh, yeah, so Invincible was uh, is a card that is used for him when you fight, what, uh, level 2 or level 3? Uh, I think it's... Level think 3. It's three level 3, yeah. I, yeah, like, that's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it did, It used to be that pretty much half of your wounds weren't actually going to... Yeah. And that's just... Uh, ugh. And the thing is, is that if you look at the updated, um, the updated time uh, timeline of the game, uh, you are you are going to face a level three butcher now. You don't quite have as much of a uh, a choice in which nemesis encounters you have. So you will face the level three butcher. So they've had to make him a bit more balanced in that respect. But then the other things that have been updated is fast target is a overhaul to make it very clear that you, you shuffle the deck and discard piles. Uh, does it say you shuffle them together? Yes. Or you shuffle, yes, you shuffle them both together and you reset up his uh, his hit location, isn't it? Yeah. So every every turn it could be anything. Stuff that you've passed through, stuff that you've yet to see yet. Otherwise, you do quite quite narrow it down as you go on through the turns. So yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Um, and then then we have then we have kick the updates to kick. Oh yes. So there's there's two copies of kick uh, in the game originally, and what you do now is you take out both kicks and you replace them with one card just called kick and one card called infinite kick. Infinite kick stands as kick currently is. Uh, when you finish, you draw an AI card. So if you happen to have dropped it down to a kick, you are just going to go for another. And uh, it's quite nice as well because there's a little bit of an updated art on the bottom of it of a butcher just kicking survivors across uh, yeah. wastes. Um, kick itself has been changed to follow up with a basic action rather than drawing an AI card. Mm -hmm. So that means that you know you're going to get out of that loop. Um, but even if, but the thing is, if you've um, if you've taken the if you've taken the butcher down to one hit locate to one AI card left because he always does two he always draws two AI cards uh, at least two AI cards depending on what level you're fighting for his for his action the kick is going to be he's going to do a kick followed by basic action followed by kick and basic action as his activation. But if he's um, but if he's down to one AI card and you're and you draw, it's going to be draw. You draw his um, infinite kick AI card, yeah. and that is going to be. It's there's nothing to it. It's just going to be full on infinite kicks everywhere. Yeah. So you still want to be careful when fighting the butcher. Like if you can get that infinite kick out of the attacks. Yeah. Mm. I'll take that opportunity. Cool. Okay. Um, right. What else have we got then? Uh, any other updates then that we should be aware of? Because that's all the core game, really. That's that's what's updated. Yeah. Other than other than uh, let's see. Other than I'm sure there's there, there is text here and there within the story events that have been updated. Um, uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head is the Bone Witch because mm -hmm. the Bone Witch was notorious because the Bone Witch is now all non-death returning survivors gain plus three insanity the most in the most insane returning survivor is drawn to the bone witch so it has to be the returning survivors so it's not a case that you're always going to that because i think before that it was all non-death survivors gain plus three insanity uh i can actually check that um find the uh rule book 
Um, uh, did, you, did you find any other story events that had some minor changes? Well, I mean, there's a there is one fairly major change I actually saw in the um, well, I suppose it's really the hunt event table where the the roll for one hundred. Um, it used to be a gold smoke knight that you found. Yes. And they've actually replaced it with something new. It's not a gold smoke knight at that table, um, which is quite. Um, yeah, trying to th trying to think back through them. Okay, them. so I found I'm, I'm comparing the the new bone the new bone witch to the old bone witch. So yeah, it's all non death returning survivors gain plus three insanity. That hasn't changed, but it's the the most insane return returning survivor. Whereas before it was insane returning survivors. Um, so so it's it's less it's less brutal in that respect. Uh also um the lowest result where the bone witch returns uh three lantern years later is the only time that she returns now. So the lowest result is on a one or a two rather than a one, but that's the only time when she does return. So again, the chances of her returning and screwing over your settlement are are less. And also, you can use endeavors to totally negate that uh, that story event. Uh, oh. So that's useful. Uh, the rest of it, I, if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, is the the other thing where you lose accuracy and you gain strength is now not minus four plus four. It's roll one d five. So again, it's it's it, it's potentially less damaging to a survivor um so it's, it just feels like a bit more of a a rebalance and it's a rebalance and also you've got the ability to negate it if you want to so i think a lot again this ties in with a lot of the things where because of the random nature of these events or things uh you have an you have if you're willing to use the resources or you've got the abilities you have ways of negating these events and playing it the way you want to play it oh um so intimacy actually looks like it which is um on the roll of 10 the to get a save the uh, the special child event has dated to if the settlement innovated hovel do not have a save a special child which means you can only have one savior at a time yes yeah that's um, a, a really major update as well. So you actually kind of want to use your saviour up, so you can... uh, definitely. So yeah, uh, there's going to be some interesting stuff going through the book. I'm I'm sure there's some things that I'll come across while I'm playing. I'll see and realise ah, this this feels different. This is strange, but uh, for certain, yeah, there's there's going to be some new stuff. That's for certain. Uh, they've also, I think, updated here. Uh, let me see. Uh, we already knew that was updated uh, with the antelope is the hunt rewards, but also uh, they've updated the phoenix. So the phoenix gives you more hunt rewards. So a level one is uh, four basic, four phoenix. Level two is five basic, seven phoenix. And level three is six basic, nine phoenix rewards, plus some particular strange resources. So Fighting higher level monsters is worth it. Wow, that's going to be. I'm so I. I kind of just want to run off and start a uh, start a new settlement. But we're not we're not at the end of what we wanted to talk about just yet. Oh no no, we still got a few more things. So there is a thing I saw on the website, um, which is one card for the expansions has been mentioned as an eight. Um, the villain card or the, for the villain role, the Lion Knight expansion, should be updated. Where it says Doomed, it now says you not spend survive because Doomed has been changed to be extra scary. Um, it now blocks your survivor taking any actions. Right. Than just uh, stopping doing survivors. Uh, whether there's going to be anything else that pops up in relation to expansions, we don't know yet. But it's good that they're keeping an eye on expansion content. Nothing goes... Uh... Okay. Yeah. And that leads us finally, because we're talking about up, uh, updates and expansions then. Um, obviously, the Pledge Manager got reopened uh, briefly, which meant people were just already uh, ordering uh, 
expansions and other stuff that they haven't got. Uh, but we did get updates and previews of things. So uh, the one, I think, standout uh, preview is the Gambler, who who is a one of the monsters. He's a nemesis encounter uh, that is in... Uh, in the gambler's chest, and he's he looks freaking huge. Like he's this guy holding a giant ball, kind of like Atlas, mm-hmm. and the ball is made of people. Yeah, he looks. Whether it's actual people or a sculpture is another thing. Yeah, but there's there's definitely there's definitely something about the fact that they all seem to be looking towards the top, and they they all seem to be kind of reaching and clawing over each other. And there's there's a feel. Certainly for me, looking at it, that it's probably of actual actual people. Maybe everyone who's lost to him. Because um, the gambler does actually show up in the hunt event table. Yeah. So it's it's quite neat to see him. And he's been on uh, the luck tokens for, well, since the game's um, been released. Exactly, yes. So he's one of the monsters that's there. Um, and then we are beginning to see sculpts for, um, like, at Gen Con, we saw sculpts painted up for some of the some of the narrative figures, uh, narrative survivors. Um, so there's some of those we already we're already uh, aware of. Um, so we've got to see a few more. So what is that? The the savage bone eaters. They look kind of wicked. Yeah. Um, the I really like the the shadow stalker survivor because they're in the um, the sun stalker armor and they've got got a nice big got a nice big sword, but they're swinging it quite dynamically, which is awesome. Um, Oh my goodness! The, the 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 models for the the red witches look super great, or at least awesome. the digital sculpts. Oh, but then there's there's the there's the hard plastic dragon goblin. Yes, that was previewed at Gen Con. Yeah. Oh my word! That looks that that just looks. Um... That's the so that's a uh, a a wave force. That's a series. We'll call it series two um, expansion kit monster. So that comes in the Abyssal Woods campaign, which is the campaign I really, really want. So uh, I can't pledge for it right now, but I am hoping that there will be a opportunity when the pledge manager will be reopened again, uh, and I will hopefully pledge for it then. It'll mostly cost a bit more, but I don't care because because that that entire campaign comes with like so many models uh it comes with what the the flower witch it comes with like the flower witches is that oh, right yeah the, the flower witch and her disciples yeah um, um it incorporates the flower knight and spiritules uh, um possibly the dung beetle knight uh he interacts with it he's not a necessary yeah. one apparently uh i think there's also interaction with uh the honeycomb weaver Oh, that would be sense, yeah. Um, and yeah, that would be wicked. Uh, and of course, then the monsters. There's the there's the flower witch, and then there's the the uh, goblin, the dragon goblin, or whatever it's, goblin king thing, uh, which is just nuts looking. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait for that. That's going to be such good fun. Uh, you said red witches, but we've also seen uh, the screaming god armor because we've seen what the screaming god's going to look like. Uh, we certainly see sculpts the screaming god. Uh, we've also got some insight though on how his uh, his uh, fight will work, and I think there were a few cards previewed for that. So, in fact, that... I think we uh, we previewed a little bit about it. Yeah, we got the exclusive on it, which was that basically it's a, a rolling road kind of um, fight. So the terrain moves down the board as you fight him to represent their you know running. Uh, and chasing him. So, yeah, that's going to be really interesting how all of that interacts, uh, especially with how its weaponry, also its attacks work, um, and what type of terrain counters you have when fighting him. Uh, what else is there? There was the Black Knight. He's now in uh, previewed in hard plastic. Looking absolutely beefy as any. Um, that's going to be a fun, fun guy to, to be bopping. Uh, there's the Mountain Man. He's been previewed in hard plastic. He's a lot bigger than the resin version. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what else is there? Death Armor? Oh, yeah. I think I think those are um, digital sculpts so far. Um, yes. But that's looking good. That's, the Death Armor 
I believe, is the the Phase 2 version of the Green Knight armor. Right, okay. I think that's what it was mentioned at or as on the Kickstarter campaign. It'll be another one where you gather things from a whole bunch of different mansions, and then you put it all together and you get this different set of armor. Um, one of the things I did see that I was quite excited about is it has a scythe with it. Yeah. And, you know, more scythes. More scythes, please. <laughs> uh let's see the honeycomb weaver um we're getting more of an idea of the sculpt on that completely crazy but great um and the bee armor also looks kind of wicked yeah it, it reminds me a lot of um, there's very specific armor in monster hunter for the tiger x which has that kind of orange and black pattern and the bee armor kind of reminds me quite a lot of that um but also you know you've got a great big stinger on your head that seems that seems pretty neat. It's it looks very gladiatorial, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is there? So we said about Bissell Woods, uh, and then we've got the first hero, um, and there's some starting. There's the 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 survivors for that. Yeah. Uh, let me scroll down again. Like I I had a feeling when looking at them, and I don't know if this is uh, if this is meant to be the case or not. But it looked to me a little bit like they were maybe versions of the starting survivors that you get from the game um that would be alistair as a as a yeah uh, lucy and zachary um because we've not seen them uh, were they painted up for the, the actual kickstarter announcement or at least the custom art for them uh, i'm not too sure but yeah uh, there's a there's sculpts for those models or um sculpture renders yeah, yeah. um yeah the b armor sorry i was just like the b armor again uh red witch's armor red witch is incredible yeah uh, yeah, so so yeah. Hold on, sorry. The first hero, yeah. The, the the render for the first hero is also like amazing. But yeah, the the other ones are do look like the the first heroes do look based upon the heroes from the box game. I think I'm not too certain, but they're cool nonetheless. They're very strange looking with some of the armor parts and so forth. So. Um, they are going to be fun to paint up. And this is the thing, I think, like, sometimes I, when I'm painting up survivors, uh, let's say the custom build ones, yeah. sometimes are, I don't find as fun to paint, just simply because there's a lot, kind of, I don't find some of the pieces are well-defined or something, whereas, like, when it's these uh, narrative sculpts or, like, the old man survivor, the miniatures are just, like, because they are just that single pose, they're just so much better. Um, just as sculpts to paint. Uh, and then what else have we got? Finally, we've got uh, in the shop, there's a whole load of stuff back, and they've uh, they've also shown off the Smoke Knight in plastic. Now he's he's in a very interesting pack called the Naked Future Pack, and one of the reasons it's particularly interesting is because it mentions that these are models that will be from future expansions, but hobbyists can collect them now. Mm. And that means that the other models, the Forge Priest... And the male and female silence, uh, silence characters are maybe going to be in an expansion. And I know, yeah. you know, Smoke Knight. Smoke Knight is a rad-looking model, but it'd be interesting to be a thing to fight as well. And now we might know what that's like. Uh, definitely, yeah. So that's basically it, isn't it? I think we've covered everything there. Um, yeah. So I think next time when we uh, talk about Kingdom Death again. Uh, where are we up to with talking about things? We've talked about the Phoenix, we've talked about the Butcher. Um, have we talked about hunting the Kingsman yet? I can't remember if we've I done think, that. I think the I, I think the Kingsman and the King's Hand have been untouched by our... Uh, they've been unilluminated by our Lantern of Knowledge. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely worth... Um, we'll be talking about next. And then uh, beyond that, I think we'll start talking about uh, i guess we'll start talking about maybe um some of the expansion monsters that would be that we've uh, fought because uh, i hopefully by that point will have played a few more sessions against things like gorm and spidicules and the flower knight uh and i think between us we've actually played possibly against every single wave one expansion model uh, uh expansion kit monster because uh, um, i'm missing a few because yeah. uh, I don't have the the I don't have the Manhunter, I don't have the Lion Knight, I don't have the Lion God. Uh, I'll I'll need to make a bit of a push to think... um to fight that Sunstalker because that's uh that's a moment beyond the horizon. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because I've started a new campaign uh, using 1.5, actually not doing solo play for once. Um, and it's 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 good fun. It's uh, I because obviously the only time I've really played multi played tr- properly played you know co-op has um, has been doing the is when I've been doing the uh, the videos for Kingdom uh, the Kingdom Death videos for Beast of War. And you know that's a bit different because obviously you're on camera and trying to deliver a certain kind of uh, experience of the game, trying to trying to get, give the best um, overview of the game of how it works. But when you're playing with your mates, it's uh, it's again quite different. And you know it's been good so far. There's been quite a few deaths already. Uh, Gorm is an uh, interesting uh, early early monster to fight again he's quite different to the lion um so i think he's one that we have to talk about quite soon because he's uh he's quite a a fun replacement monster to put in the game yeah that sounds like a good one to come on to talk about definitely awesome well i'll have to make sure i hunt a bunch of them um, yep and with so i mean the gorm one of the things i do definitely remember is that it does have a couple of hammers i think uh gorm them. does have hammers yeah so with the new hammer uh, proficiency... Yeah, with the clubs, yeah, it should be uh, pretty good. Cool. Anything else that we should say before we uh, leave it at that? Um, no, I think, uh, I think we've done a good job of um, ferreting out all of the information, all the juicy, juicy knowledge. Good. So if anyone wants to get in contact with us, obviously to talk about what we, we cover on Network Zero, uh, about uh, Chronicles of Darkness, or about our Kingdom Death uh, gameplay uh, chat, um, or if they have anything about World of Darkness in general, uh, they can email us uh, at uh, our Gmail account, which is darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. We're at Darker Days Radio on Facebook. We're at Darker Days Radio on uh, at, at Darker Days Radio on Twitter. We have a Google Plus account. We have a blog on WordPress where you can see about our gaming stuff, like playing. Guild Ball or War Machine Hordes or Painting Toy Soldiers for uh, for this game as well. The other thing to say is that uh, I'll be getting this out very quickly this episode. I'll mostly edit it up tonight, tomorrow, and the thing to say is that next weekend, uh, the second, I'll be down at Dragon Meat, and uh, just stay tuned for the Facebook page on any other information about that. So I'll be talking to the guys from White Wolf Onyx Path, who are there, plus other people, and see what's going on in tabletop RPGs. Uh, that's about it, though, I think. So, uh, anything else, James? Or, I think that's that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's all good. Um, we'll definitely have some new, some delicious information next time we get together and talk. Yep, that's for certain. Uh, so, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.